You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We've got a new episode here of the Odds and End Zones podcast on the BGN Radio Podcast Network. I'm your host, Seamus Clancy, the deputy sports editor of phillyvoice.com, and I am joined by my guy, Zoe. A man, what's up? What's up, bro? Happy you uh, over baseball with, with the with the unvaccinated Phillies going to Toronto? It's going to be a, a very interesting weekend, especially if they really have them one more against the Nationals today, right? Yeah, we're recording this Thursday morning, July yeah, 7th, yes. so you're probably listening to this late Thursday, Friday. So tonight, I, I hate saying, I hate using must win in uh, July for baseball, but this is kind of a must win because you probably might not win another game. For, until next week. Yeah, they're dropping those Toronto games. I think uh, maybe their best player is who is not playing is I would I would guess. I would guess. As we right. said a very strong guess. Uh, ed- educated guess is not vaccinated. I, right. I don't know who who else on the team is is right. not. I think baseball is a sport that probably gears a little to players that would yeah. be unvaccinated. If I'm saying yeah. that relatively politely, <laughs> right? I uh, think. Um, you know, we face this. We face the same issue again, like literally three months ago now, um, with the Sixers. And obviously, it was different because Matisse was Matisse Bible was more of a he's more rotation than he is best player. But he also, you know, for a team that was at the time short, already short rotation players, it was kind of disastrous. So um, I I, just, I cannot imagine what this lineup is going to look like without potentially seven or eight guys who actually play. You're just in football mode now because of that, right? Yeah, like I'm. I'm so. I'm so. Uh, training camp pill right now. I can't, Week I, zero college football is next month. Yeah. That's wild to say. <laughs> I can't believe it. And we also have. Look, um, I'm looking at the matchups. See, we got August Saturday, August 27th. Wild. Uh, marquee games look to be Nebraska Northwestern. One of the two of the 37 teams in the Big Ten are, are squaring up 12:30 <laughs> on Fox. So that should be fun. <laughs> Um, got a 10:30 Vanderbilt Hawaii game for you degenerates staying up to one o'clock to live bet Hawaii. That could oh, be right. entertaining for all, for all of us degens. We'll have a good, we'll have a good, uh, we'll have a good, um, a good show that week to give to give all of our our degens some love. Yeah, and then next week, uh, I guess week one, that's week zero, is yeah. Thursday night. There is a Penn State Purdue matchup for all the Penn State Lloyds and our and our <laughs> listenership and friends out there. That's when it gets um it gets a little serious after that weekend because then once you get through you get through week zero and then Labor Day weekend hits and then right after that you get into like your NFL your peach kickoff classics and NFLs you know your NFL kickoffs and then you get into your Georgia and Oregon matchup. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Three thirty Saturday, September third. 
two games, marquee games. You got to double up on TVs. If you don't have one TV in your living room, save up some cash and go buy one before we – Amazon Prime Day is coming up. You'll get a good deal on it. Cincinnati, Arkansas at 3.30 on ESPN. And then the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Oregon, Georgia at 3.30 too. That's, That's weird. That, those are, I mean, that is – if you have anything to do that day, clear your schedule. Those are, those are two games that will, without a doubt, put you right back into not only college football mode, but football mode in general. It's going to be a lot of good games. Um, you know, Georgia is the – Reigning national champion, there it lost a lot of guys on that defense to the NFL. Uh, we have two, we have two of them, ironically, um, but they're bringing back still a ton of guys. They're going to be very, very good again. Oregon's, you know, Oregon's Oregon. They should, they should shock a couple of people. Um, they they lost a bunch of the guys to to the draft as well, and then, you know, in the other game, man, I I, I like Arkansas. I, I, um, they're, they're gonna surprise some folks. That's gonna be it's gonna be really, really action packed. I'm excited. I can't wait. We got Notre Dame, Ohio State for all my South Philly Lloyds out there. <laughs> and I'm you know, I'm uh we have there we have a couple of uh couple of seventeenth and Gerard uh Warriors on the on the Buckeye team. So we do. Um That'll be uh, that'll be fun. One one of which is actually probably going to be um, their number. McCord's not starting, is he? Probably not. No. Yeah. So but this like, is this his is sophomore like, season. Yeah, and then and this is also this is also CJ Stroud's last. Like CJ Stroud is going to the league. Oh yeah, I forgot CJ Stroud. Obviously, yeah. So like he's he's doing himself a great service and just staying in the system because next year is basically. His year. Um, yeah, I wouldn't – if I was him, I wouldn't freak out over a transfer or anything no, like that. I think no you go – you get two solid years of starter and you go to the league and you're right. fine. That's it. I mean, I mean, look at the – look at, like, look at the tape that teams review anyway. They only – they really only look at what sophomore and junior year look like or, you know, junior and senior year anyway. So, like, you're not, you're not doing yourself any disservice. Also, with the way stuff is now – Everything's on tape. I mean, they they take practices in spring games, so everybody you're gonna you're gonna get looked at by everybody. People are looking at your seven on seven stuff at this. Point. Yeah, exactly. Like like they they pick and prod, and like these scouts go through literally everything. It's nuts. I'm looking trying to pull up some lines on DraftKings. Not affiliated with DraftKings. Potentially could be in the future. Potentially could not, be. In the not future. saying anything. We're looking going. at some college football futures. Ohio State plus 320. Alabama's plus 180. That's just like, I guess, like if you're throwing 100 bucks on there, you could do worse. Right. But in terms of. Worse, yeah. uh, USC plus 3,000 is a tempting one for myself, I would say. Yeah. Um, they out, are, of like, out of the non, I would, I would consider the top three pretty easily, Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia. That's fair. Yep. And then you have Clemson, I guess, depending yep. on how the quarterback looks this year. Yeah, um, who was you know seemed more uh, touted than even Lawrence when he came to yeah the school, uh, yeah. USC plus three thousand weaker conference which should help them too. I don't know about their out of conference schedule, but that should lead them to stack some wins in. You know if they're under if USC is undefeated, it's really hard for to keep that team out yeah. of the postseason. I agree, and and another thing, I, I'll, I'll just give you another another heads up um, or another note on them. They also are 
you know, they they their thing I think has always been consistency. They've had talent these past couple of years, you know, Drake London and you know a couple other skill guys that that definitely bring the heat. But I think this year, um, they got a, a good quarterback that everybody loves, and they have um, you know a couple of good skill guys turning on offense. I you know in college football, like I mean, you just said it, but in college football, really, it's less about it's less about like how people view you and more about your schedule. Yeah. So, you know, if they go in real off one or two big non-conference wins and then go undefeated in the conference, they're they're looking they're probably right out right on the doorstep of a playoff berth. Like that, you know, people respect them that much because of the name. It's USC. You get a, a, a you know, a 10 and 0 USC team the first week that um you know the the playoff rankings come out, it's gonna get a lot of love just because of the name. Tough luck for the Temple Owls, North Philadelphia zone. Uh, over under is oh, set nice. at two and a half wins. I know we're not, this isn't a college football pod, but it's fun just to talk. We'll, yeah. do, we'll probably do a legit college football preview in August. Oh, you a hundred percent. A hundred percent. But Temple's uh, under two and a half wins is plus one twenty. That's <laughs> yeah. that's probably good value. And then we have I like Miami. Over eight and a half yeah. is plus one hundred. I like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anything else catching my eye? California specials, you all are specials. Yeah. Michigan under nine and a half plus one hundred five. I like that. Yeah. I I I think um, some people are expecting a step back from them. I don't know. I can I can kind of see. I don't know. I've, hardball teams do take that weird step back. We saw it with the Niners too. They this teams like. I feel like sometimes it's, he's that guy. I feel like his team's just tune him out sometimes. Like they get to the point where they. I just, wonder why. <laughs> like, who's got it better than us? Right. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. He's a. It's not weird that it's weird, but he's he's he is definitely that guy. He is the. He's the consummate Doc Rivers ilk. Like his team. Yeah, always, it's a sad comparison, but it's true. Yeah, and, and his teams always they have the same issue. Their teams always tune them out, but. For some reason, everybody looks at them and says, "Well, they're they're the guy that can write the ship for us." And it's like, okay. What was I gonna say? Um, I don't know. What else are you thinking? Um, oh, Baker. That's what I wanted yes. to say. Yes, that was our next. I one. think that's a decent value for Carolina in terms of the trade. They've they've extrapolated so much trade capital, yeah. draft capital, I should say, yeah. uh, on these three on Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Matt Corral. They've yep. used a second round pick, two third like a third rounder, two fourth rounders, a fifth rounder, and sixth rounder to stack the roster with that crew. I can't Not hate it. Not great. Uh, I will say that the Baker trade looks really good value-wise in yes. comparison to the trade we saw with Carson Wentz. Not to just keep you know piling on Carson, but uh, more so about Washington's evaluation of him and just their yeah you know, mediocrity. I would agree. I would agree. Um, you think he's week one starter? Does he have enough time to learn the playbook? I I know they said that it's going to be a um, it's going to be a you know, a training camp battle, but I think there's no, he's got to be week one star. There's um, no such thing as training camp battles anymore. Yes. Like in training terms of quarter, like maybe at some of the bottom of the roster stuff, but 
you know, the idea of it's 2006, we're, we're signing two mid guys and right. they're going to battle out in camp. That just doesn't exist. Anymore. Thank you for saying that because I, I, I know a lot, there's a lot of smart people who watch football and, and who know what coach. Us, is, obviously. But, right. Us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, but like they wouldn't give up the capital they gave up and trade for a guy just to say, oh, he's coming in to fight for the spot. You just go sign a, a schmuck off the street for that. I, I think that that's, that's silly. He's obviously going to be the week one starter. You're not trading for him to come in and put some and let a fire under Sam Darnold. Like he's your he's your guy. You you've been it's this been this has been the worst kept secret all since since even before the draft. So like that you you finally got him because you waited long enough, and then you know in three weeks we're gonna find out just how rusty or or not rusty that he is. I think it honestly. It's probably more of a a testament. The Browns painted themselves in such a weird corner because, on one hand, you know they traded for Deshaun Watson, and they did that. Rough. Some people are saying that's a rough look, right? Some, many many are saying that that's a that's a bad look. Um, and in that same vein, you know, you severed the relationship oddly with with Baker, but this move now. It's a move you almost had to do, but also it probably tells us that they can, they're going to be able to, or they want to just live with whatever they think the league is going to smack Watson with. Like that's what I get from it. That they think that it's probably whatever's coming down. They probably already have an idea. It's probably going to be something that they can just live with. I think it's like a year, and it gets put right. to the games. Not that's not that that's exactly what should happen or deserves to right. happen, but I would bet on he's going to get a year suspension. It's going to get appealed, and it's going to go out right. eight games. I uh, just looked up their backup quarterback. Not as disastrous as I thought. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not, that's not bad. And, and not that I'm, I'm rooting for the success of this franchise in the slightest. Right. Not at all. Not in the least bit. I mean, Stefanski is a Kevin Stefanski is a prep guy, but, um, but like I do think that they anticipate, like you said, it'll be one year from the arbitrator, and then it'll get a pill. Till you know to death's door, and then it'll get all the way down to eight games, and they'll be like, "All right, Jacoby reset. Just let us let's ride Jacoby for for nine games or whatever." And then it is what it is at that point. Week I, one, yeah. Cleveland Browns at Carolina. This league, you can't you can't write a better story. This league does it again. NFL is getting more soap opery, and I say that as a compliment in comparison to the NBA in terms yes. of the way we're seeing so much player movement the last they couple are. of years. And I think that I don't um, hate it. I don't hate it at all. And I think you know it's becoming more soap opery because I I think that um, the NFL players are taking note from their NBA counterparts. Like they're the, I think that we we talked before about this. That like the um, the NFL has one of the worst player unions because yeah. the contracts aren't guaranteed, right? Yeah. It's terrible. Like, um, I, I do think like players talk. I think people play this all the time. Yeah. We've heard people against me say it, that even across leagues, players talk. Guys are probably like, start. You know, you just you speak up and use your voice. I think the players are using their voices. They're they're saying that you know what they're unhappy about, what they're happy about, and it's turning into a 24-7 news cycle. I mean, you see the NBA, like it's always in the news because one, player movement, or two, 
you know, um, team movement or, or etc. So I think it's good. I think it's good for the league. I think it's good that there are players who um, are starting to realize what kind of power they hold. It's nothing, nothing but good things. Yeah. Uh, like Russ says the movement there. Broncos right. country, let's ride. Is that the <laughs> worst video of all time? Broncos like country. I, I right. Russ, like on the field, uh, one of my two or three favorite players ever. I really wanted the Eagles to trade for him. I thought that would have been wise. Yeah. Just obviously didn't come to fruition. Uh, but an absolute unqualified dork. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a nice I, wife, but definitely a dork. Very nice wife, nice family. The guy looks like he's a great dad. All, all good things. Um, but undeniable dork, which plays to probably the reason why so many people do like him because he is such a dork. He's not like, confrontational. No, like he's he is he's not confrontational, and like he's cool enough that you know when his kids get older, they can tell people, yeah, my dad can throw a football seventy yards from his knees, or like he used to be able to do that. And like, yeah, you know, that's who else can do that at a party? Like that's cool. What NFC West teams do you see making the postseason? If there was a bet on it, I'd love to see the odds on all four teams making it. Yeah, I was gonna say this might be a year where I don't I, I don't think that I think it's we're looking at another year where the I think the I think for so I'll start with the NFC East because it's gonna it's gonna help make my point, but I, I think that the I do I do think the Eagles make a step forward. I do think the Eagles take a step backward, and I think that the Giants kind of they piss us off just enough. And I think that the the Wash team um, they're just kind of like we don't know what we get from week to week with them. So I think only one team right now from the I, I think I think two. So I think two teams from the NFC East make the playoffs. I think Dallas yeah. makes the playoffs too. Yeah. I think they do. They're just too talented not to just make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't – obviously, when they make it, we never pick them and go far because they never do. Shout out to Jimmy Kemsky with a great a great article about that. Um, but I, I I would love to see who picks against all four not to make it. That's such a tough division. They are so tough. I think that um, they're probably – do you think they're the toughest division in football? Pretty easily, I think. So, like, yeah. just go by NFC East, you know, the, the bottom two teams lacking. NFC North, yeah, uh, Bears disaster. NFC West. Uh, last year, I predicted all four NFC West teams to make the playoffs. Three did. did in the Rams, did. 49ers, and Cardinals. Seattle didn't do well. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, like I was saying, I'm a Russ believer, so I bet yeah. on them making it too. That didn't happen. AFC. Uh, AFC East, not terrible. Not terrible. Uh, AFC North, okay, I would say. Yeah. All they have, you have – well, no, AFC North to be contender too because you have eh, Pittsburgh's taking a step back. I mean, it's hard to bet against Mike Tomlin, right? In, yeah. In terms of that, but the quarterback situation is so fickle. And then you have Cleveland, what we kind of discussed. You know, yep. if, they, if they have Deshaun, they're probably making the postseason. Yeah. And, and if not, if he's missing eight games, you know, right. we don't know. And then Ravens, I would think, as long as Lamar's there, they're going to be a playoff threat. And then obviously, and obviously the Bengals, the, right? Bengals made the Super Bowl. Uh, AFC South. Nothing special, and then I think still the AFC West. I, I would yeah. Say. So I would say I would give you either AFC North or NFC West. Yeah, and I, I would like say that. to you, um, you know who, and who don't you want to play this year? 
I don't want to play the Bengals. They're just, I, they're just. I believe in them. I don't think it was flash in the pan. Like they won, their their path was very tough, and they they showed a ton of guts, and they have a ton of talent, and they went out and got better this summer. Yeah, um, prove the line. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to play them. I, I think uh, obviously the Rams. They're so 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 good, and then they um they are probably going to be the the even more even more confident than they were last year, which is scary. Um, and I'm and I'm looking at it as like if, as we're facing them as Eagles fans. I I, I think those two you want to steer clear from, and probably I think San Fran. I always hate playing San Fran. Um, I just feel like they're always they're again another tough team. I know they had their stuff with Debo, but I, I feel like they're just they're another tough team that you feel like you feel it after you play it. Like they hit hard, they run fast, they score, and they just they really beat you up in the trenches. Um, so I, I, those are for me off the top of my head like three teams that you want to stay away from, or just I'm not looking forward to having to see at all. Yeah, I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule right now. The two get toughest games that jump out to me are thankfully home in terms yeah. of in the Eagles' case. Yeah, is Green Bay Sunday Night Football Week 12? Yep, uh, November 27th. I guess that would be Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. And then Christmas Eve in Dallas, a road game. Yeah, uh, I think the Eagles do better in Dallas than they do against Dallas at home. Yeah, which is kind of a weird thing that's been like that over the last yeah. half dozen or so years. Uh, but those two games jumped out at me as the toughest game. So, I mean, if your toughest matchup is coming at home, I think that's a win. Yeah. And I think that um, they are recently, for sure, they've shown up for big games. I, I think Sirianni, yeah. Sirianni for, for his credit, he's definitely gotten them up for big games. They've played – they certainly haven't come out – it's like maybe one or two times they came out flat. And then I think a lot of times in big games last year, they just – they're just out talented, but I, I think that um, you know they won't be down for any of those games. I think that they they drink the Kool Aid and they believe in the product, and you know he's going to have them up ready to go. So we'll see. I, I think that um, especially in what could and what's turning out to be or what could be like the last couple years of the the Rogers experience, like he's going to be coming out firing on all cylinders. He's tatted now. He's yeah. tied it up. Yeah, he, th- <laughs> he thinks he's mid. He's <laughs> what a what a strange bird, man. Uh, that guy is. It kind of yeah. makes sense that his family doesn't like him. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Actually, it makes a lot more sense over the as as the years go on. I'm, that is I'm such probably, a he has he went full Kyrie Irving with that tattoo. A, a thousand percent full Kyrie, and like I'm talking to my dad about it. And my dad said the same thing. He's like, the more you find out about this dude. The more you realize that maybe his brother and his dad were on something, like maybe, like maybe, like yeah, like maybe they were the right all along. And his like relationships in the media seem kind of fake. Yeah, not implying anything, yeah. but seems a little. Well, he always odd. has like, and he always has that, um, like an over the top girlfriend. Yeah, like like his last girlfriend like was the stars, stars, moon, and and waves you know, type of person, and and then this girlfriend, like, eats dirt or something like that. Like, it's always, like... And then he had Olivia Munn before that. Yeah, right? yeah right. <laughs> but he can never just have, like, a regular, like, girlfriend. His girlfriend's always over the top. The media has to find out about it. And then he's got to go on the Pat McAfee show and let us know. He, that, those two are BFFs. Yeah, they're like this, dude. 
I can see him. I think Rogers is definitely a post career podcast guy. Oh yeah. Um, I think he's a good, I think he was really good at Jeopardy to be, to be frank, as much as we're kind of crapping on him right now. Uh, he's definitely going to have some sort of media career. I would yeah. think after. I mean, he might go fly a little too close to the Joe Rogan zone, which right. I could definitely see happening. But <laughs> I think close. that's a different discussion. I think it's very close. Like, there's a couple of people I can see making a huge play for him that we won't mention on here. But yeah, I think we can. You can deduce where you think Aaron Rodgers will, will wind up on a podcast with. Do you think he's he goes to Barstool? I, that Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems like that. A thousand percent. Dude. Or like the draft kings just gives him a pot or one of those. Yeah, like, the right, way like, yeah, if he did with FanDuel, I guess. Yeah, it's gonna like be something like that. Something, yeah, something crazy like that. Like maybe like um, something like with with like Chris Long had or something like that. Yeah, I, think I love Chris Long is probably my favorite pod. So good, it's so, so good. good. Uh, I, I love it. He's really, he's a really, really, really cool dude. I mean, and then the shout out future, future guest of the podcast, <laughs> a legend. Yeah, him and Bo Allen. We gotta get him and yeah. Bo Allen on. Oh, Bo, Bo would be great. They're both retired beer drinkers. So we can get them both on. Let's get some Kenny's with Bo, Kenny's with Bo. <laughs> shout out to our guys. Yeah, we gotta talk to them. Um, I like you wearing my Kenny shirt, by the way. What am nice. I almost, I almost put that same exact shirt on. <laughs> One of my most comfortable T-shirts. They are. Um, that comfort color brand T-shirt, so good. So good. They, they dropped off their Fourth of July shirt for me. I haven't worn it yet, but uh, uh, so good. that's you know one of the band tees I have is from that label too. And I was like, this is the best quality shirt, especially a little as a, a huskier fellow. I like right. the feel. Right. Exactly. Any other Eagles takes? Uh, Nothing's really happened, right? Miles Sanders All Star team nitwit comment, right? Right, that comment, the, the Miles like comment. not not trying to bury him. I get yeah. being excited and wanting to hype up your teammates, but sometimes it's just better to say nothing. Yeah, that's like, cool, bro. Yeah, that. like we like we get, it, but like let's not let's not jinx anything. Um, I don't I think it'd be different it. if it was like Kelsey or Lane yeah, Johnson, well, maybe right. Kelsey and Kelsey it reminds me of Vince wants. Young, like the right. backup QB saying dream team, like this yeah, guy yeah, is. Right. Like the fifth cog offensively, and like, he's whoa, saying, whoa. "Let's let's take it let's take, take it easy." Um, I guess we well, we're, we're gonna do a, a um like a we'll, we'll do a training camp prop, but I think the like my entry and into training camp as we are getting very close to it. Um, I am interested in the in the receiving core. I think it's been it's got a lot of a lot of love, rightfully this summer. So I think six guys make the roster at receiver. I, yes. I was talking to BLG at training camp. We were both there and kind of trying to figure out who's that, who that's going to be. The, the top three, I think, are locked in. Yeah. Was AJ and Devontae. And Devontae I think yeah. Zach Pascal is pretty much a lock. That's four. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jay Jell is no longer at wideout. So I think Riker makes it. I think they want Riker to make it. I think they're going to keep it. I think they're going to cut him. Yep, and then you have one of those bottom of the roster guys, whether it's Britton Covey making it as a returner, even though he's not going to really play on offense or whatever it is. I think that they do want. I feel like Covey is the guy right now. I can I, I, subject to change, but I feel like he's a guy who they at least want to make it now, probably because he'll just be a full time returner. I know it's tough to just keep a returner on your roster, but also. Yeah, it also is something that I think that as teams tend, as teams don't like, you want to save 
your best players' legs. So I think if it's an opportunity to keep a guy who just returns punts and kicks, they, they, they'll probably do it. Yeah. Um, kind of rooting for that. I think that's a fun element that the team has absolutely zero juice in returning the last right. uh, few right. years. And in, in the post Sproles era, just zero, zero juice. Absolute zero juice. I think that would be a lot of a very fun element, very cool thing to do. So I'm rooting for it too. Do Stranger Things talk? Oh, 100%, dude. Throw up a spoiler warning. We'll finish say, the bottom of some. Spoiler alert. So spoiler if you alert. haven't seen the volume two of season four of Stranger Things, I would tap out right now. Thank you for listening. Come back and listen when you finish it. We're just throwing up another spoiler warning. I'm really anal about spoilers. And like, you know, we talk about like Frank Costanza. I, I want to go and clean. That's yeah, really my I want to go and so fresh. I wanna, right. Yeah, I want to give people as much leeway as possible that we're going to discuss this. What do you think? I loved it. I loved it. People are like, I think just the cycle of talking about media is so played out online where people are like, I can't believe you like this season. I'm like, what? It's, 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 it's not Casablanca. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun teenage horror drama. Yeah, like, it's not great. Anatomy, like, what do you yeah. want us to say? Like, I thought it was great. I loved it. I, I wasn't, I was looking for, I, I had no expectations and it, and, and that was great. I never had summer popcorn, summer right. popcorn TV show. I, I always, um, I think that overall it was a perfect way to set up the final stanza um, yes. because this is for the first time where I think we see and feel like so, so this reminds me of although I hated it, this reminds me a lot of Endgame because yeah, I was my, I was thinking Infinity War, Empire yep. Strikes Back ends on a downer before the finale, yep. right? Yep, because it reminds it, it just you get that feeling that this is the for the very first time a chance that they actually might lose. Yeah, like so, I, I think that season five, although they haven't started shooting it yet, I think season five is going to be a lot of craziness. We should expect. They said. Uh... I think the writer's room comes back this summer. They yeah. said August. Uh, I think they're shooting for 2024, which makes yep. sense. I think they said before, after the first volume of season four dropped, that they're going to do uh, a time jump, which the way yep. these kids are aging is desperately needed. Hopefully desperately. this is like yeah. uh three, four, five year time jump, uh, given that, you know, Millie, what Millie Bobby Brown's like eight, just turned 18 or whatever. I'm sure yeah, Drake is very 18, happy about man. that. <laughs> and like, and like they, this is also so. This is where you get into like the the side of like it, you know, that when they did the times up and it. yeah. So yeah. I think I I think it's desperately needed also because of just the way that the kids are going to grow. So I, I think it's perfect to have. Mike's built like Chet Holmgren in eighth Mike, grade. Mike, That's how is Mike, they they put Lucas on the basketball team, and uh, I think he was the the lone. Uh, black student on the basketball team which was a little like okay i, I get right, what you're right. going for but like someone one of them has to like it's a good archetype like a guy who was like a nerd and then like was it kind of right and the nerd jock to dichotomy right. i think that was a good storyline and good character beat there for him but also like mike's mike's like power forward shot blocking <laughs> paul reed like so he's a cross like, between paul reed and chet holmgren nice but like adam morrison right so like yeah um i think a jump forward to maybe when they're Freshman in college or something like that, or like, or or just any, or they're like that. They're already that age now, right? It doesn't right. seem like it, who they are. It's funny to like a, a jump forward to their current age, right? 
uh, at their current off 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 camera age is probably more apt. Um, they can't be in high school when they restart. That would that's the only thing that would upset me. Like you can't have them. You can't do a time jump and have them still in high school. They're not. They're just their voices are are done cracking. They're just old now. What college would Mike go to? Um, <laughs> Mike, he's he's an SEC guy all the way. Mike is a huge SEC guy. I can see like the first the first episode. He's like writing a love and a letter from his his dorm at like Tennessee or something like that. Yeah, because he's thinking like '80s isn't going to be Bama the way it is now. So I'm trying to think that the school right. would have been there or like, does he go to the U? <laughs> right. <laughs> Mike got the U. He's wearing all that floral stuff that he was wearing. Yeah, he's like a he's like a chill. Yeah, Mike like roomed with uh, Jerome Brown and Michael Irvin at the U. That would be that. No, that would be an awesome time. Yeah, because like it would be like ninety. So like, yeah, like, because it'd be like, like he's, he's class of like ninety, or I guess or like whatever. Right? Michael Irvin something. walking around with a gold chain on and, and glasses, like he's like a, a, a the hippie, the hippie flower child at like the University of Florida or something. I think that that would that would just be playing great. Tom Petty records all day. <laughs> Rolling one. Uh, I think uh, what I was going to say, uh, I don't know. Steve is like manager of that video store. Dustin's at like Caltech. They're done, right. Dustin's like, he's a, um, he's an IT dude at Caltech. I think, I think <laughs> Lucas is like. Dustin invents the internet. <laughs> like, um, Lucas is like a walk on at like, uh, Indiana, Memphis State, State. yeah, he's like Memphis State, and like as like a walk on, but like, yeah, like maybe like <laughs> there's like it, it just all, and they also yesterday I read that the Duffer brothers said that um, Max is alive, but she's like blind and like she's basically blind and crippled, but she's still but she's alive thanks to Eleven, um, so. I think that it would be cool too if like you had like a a thing where where it, Lucas is just like, oh like I could have went to you know I got a I had a full ride from uh Texas State, but I stayed here because you're blind. Because you're a girl, yeah. You no, know, yeah, like not, I think that there's like they their their story is also weird because they were, you know, obviously pre high school, just like loved and then broke up and then like you know her her you know um billy died and then like she got weird and then like she's just like dude i don't need i don't need any of you guys but i kind of need you and he's like please let me simp for you (laughs) like so like i think that um it's got to end with and that's why i had to end with them being in love like i don't don't really care about that but it's got to end amicably like i can't just be like Oh, like, why'd you let me? Why'd you let me live? <laughs> like, you should have yeah. like, that's that's where I want that story to go. I think. Uh, what do you think? Will goes to school. <laughs> yeah, I think Will goes to. I can't to really go. get a good read. Like, uh, he. Well, I don't. I don't peg him as like a, a super small liberal arts college now, guy. I was just gonna say. I I think that's too that's too small of a brush for him. I think that yeah. he's like a. I think he goes to like a Cornell or something. I yeah. like that. He like, like invents. He invents like Xbox. Yeah, because he's like smart. Yeah, or something. He's really smart. Yeah, he's a smart kid. And like, 
he's like, yeah, he like goes to like Cornell. He's like in his dorm room listening to, uh, you know, he's listening to like the some, Clash still. Some, his his, his <laughs> Clash records. And he's just like um, chilling. I think he might have, I think he's a guy in college that would maybe pick up on his brother and Argyle's habits. Yes. I would yes. say that. <laughs> yes, because yeah, he's, he's got to fit in. Yeah, yeah, he's got to fit in. He's like, why don't you? Oh, yeah, he's like, oh, why don't you look at? Yeah, why don't you look at me? Like, you look at her type stuff. So yeah, like he's like doing whatever he can to get noticed. Yeah. Do you think he's in love with Mike? I do. And I don't think they're like hiding it. Like intentionally, no, they're not really. No, hiding I it. definitely is. I wonder Dude, if that's like a reveal, or they're just hinting at that, and they don't necessarily yeah. have the. Uh, maybe the green light to go forward with that story, but I think that's uh, that that was my read. That's a very good point, and I, I so I read some. Um, I read on, I think it was like Stranger Things Reddit. Yeah, there was a rumor that they did not get a green light to move forward with that story. They probably didn't. Um, and I mean, you saw what happened when two uh, lesbian cartoon characters hugged in Lightyear. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, and this is like the most popular television show, right? right. The most popular show in the world right now. Yeah. So, um, but I agree though. I, I mean, you can even, what was the line? Like, like the I paintings. Mean, he's, he's, right. he's painting him, dude. Really I mean, painting. I'm not making fun of him. It, it seems so pure. Yeah. It's very um, blatant. And it, and that's what makes it even weird that they haven't, that they, well, we know why they haven't, but like it makes it even weird that the, that, that storyline hasn't progressed because he's literally painting him. He's like crying when he tells him that Eleven will always need you type stuff because he's like he basically wants him to mean that I'll always need you like yeah like that that you can if you're a, if you're a person with feelings that hurt to see yeah. how much he hurt like because that's how much he loves Mike like he's like Mike is like his guy and like and his North Star but like you can obviously tell that like everything that 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 maybe Mike feels for Eleven he kind of feels for Mike but like. Dude, yeah, it's 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 they're not hiding it at all. Uh, going like full English major here, I, I think that Will's haircut is so interesting in the sense that it makes him look younger than he is. Yes, and I think one of the beats that has been is that Will sort of emotionally and maturely, in terms of maturity, kind of stunted after that. Uh, X amount of time in the upside down in the yeah. first season that yeah. every and it's talked about in the way those guys don't necessarily want to play D and D anymore. They want to go chase yeah. girls. They want to go on the big adventure. And Will just wants to you know be a wizard in the basement, which is yeah. fine. It's fine and yeah. in the sense that uh, everyone else grew up when he was stuck and he's been he's like the way people say like oh when you're become famous you're stuck at that age forever. Yeah. The way the age he got when he got into the upside down, he's kind of permanently stuck there. And the way, and maybe it's just the actor himself and it's unrelated, but everyone else looks like they've grown up uh, physically and then like emotionally character beat wise too. And he has yet to. Well, it's still, so it's a good point because um, I also read that they are, the season five is going to be a lot about Will and kind of his association to like Vecna and, and kind of how, you know, obviously now, now we know this whole time, it's been Vecna that's been like in his head, but yeah, um, I think we also are going to find out just how long he was down there. Like they say in the show, it says it's a week. Like he was he was in he was down there for a week, but I, I think we're going to find out more about what a week actually means. And time time could work differently, right? Time yeah. could work completely differently. So like he could have came out, like you said, 
he could have came out and it could have been, oh, you've been gone for a week, but like it turns out Will was gone for two years or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, like we were, you know, like I, I totally like see his mom being like, yeah, like you were gone for five years, Will. You know, like we never thought we'd see you again type stuff. Like, um, so I'm excited to see how that transpires too. I think he needs a new cut though, kind of a yeah. restart. Okay. I'm thinking like Brian Bosworth mullet in the eighties. I think that could be his move. I think a cool Brian Bos mullet. I think uh, uh it just goes I could see him just going buzz cut too. I think that would that would be a, a benefit too. You know what? Like buzz cut and like taking boxing classes, you know. Yeah, because like, he I think he's a little too maybe a little too small to have a buzz cut. Yeah. I'm thinking a little too slender, doesn't yeah. like work as well. Um, you know, maybe uh Hit some weights. I would love if he doesn't. See, not much. I'm not shaming anyone to working out. Obviously, I would love to see him do all this stuff and then have it have it be like, oh, it's the only way I can keep him out of my head type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I like that. Just kind of reinventing himself himself yeah. to kind of get away from the pain that the mic situation yep. is causing him. Yep. Damn. What do you think, Steve? And Nancy getting together, I think they have to end up because they ended it kind of ended on like a, a lukewarm yeah. note between Jonathan and Nancy and anyone yeah. who's been in a relationship that's kind of uh, dying in slow motion, not necessarily yeah. a unique thing, a kind of a universal can probably relate to that. And they both know it's over, but they don't they have the stones to, right. to each kind of right. cough it up and say it. So I think I think I think they do end up together. They just I, I think, like you said, like they're kind of just like it's like one of those things where. It's it's gonna it's it's gonna be pronounced but unpronounced. But I think it's totally gonna they're totally they have to now. I'm at that point with them like they have to end up together. Yeah, because I mean Steve's growth uh, maybe grown more than anyone. Yeah, in the cast, he's terrific, man. He's been terrific. He for me he's been top five these past two seasons. He's been top five. He's taken a huge step forward um, in his character arc. I think he's someone that matters a lot, you know. Um, and I think that in general, he has looked at, he's officially looked at as a leader now. Like they look at him and they're like, Dude, yeah. what should we do next type stuff? I love when Robin's like, how many child, how many children are you friends with? Yeah. <laughs> She's had some good one liners. Like the, when she was like, um, uh, Vecna's like 11, but, she, but he's, He's evil and like he's he, he's yeah he's like evil and he has bad skin type stuff like she's got she said yeah. really good one liners. I think uh, I was gonna say what what plot line is more believable uh, being in an upside down hellscape or escaping from a Soviet prison in 1986? Dude, it's gotta be the upside down hellscape. <laughs> like before we even get into like the the creatures that end up being in the prison, just outrageous. I mean, really enjoyable. Yeah, uh, Jacques Agar from Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. great, role, great little role he got for himself there. That was a great. Yeah, he got himself hooked up. Um, I think you know what though. I think it's it was believable just because Hopper wasn't. It was Hopper, Hopper just that like put the team on his back. Like he uh, went. He kind of went like full Rambo, right? Yeah, in eighties action movie. Uh, Have you seen the videos of him working out? He trained for that. I mean, he lo- like they're showing him with his shirt off. He wasn't yeah. like. He's like, oh, I lost a lot of weight, dude. You're not like rail thin. You're you're like you're cut now, dude. It's not yeah. you're not like uh, emaciated or anything like that. You're yeah. just cut. You're not, yeah. You're not. Uh, you're not Christian Bell. Like the machinist. That was insane. Yeah. 
That was, it was like, an insane movie. Up. Dude, like, he did that back to back with uh, Batman Begins. With Batman Begins, yeah. Yeah, so he was like putting on 40 pounds of muscle and then losing 100 pounds. Insane. And then he had to do it again for the Dark Knight, remember? After the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, now is, he's in the Thor movie that comes out yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, it looks good. For the uh, the God Butcher. Yeah. Did you get your I, yeah, we're going uh, tomorrow afternoon. 345 showing. Should be nice. Haven't seen a Friday afternoon movie in a minute. Uh, who are the God Butcher? Great, great character. New age character got introduced in uh, 2012 in the Marvel comics. You see a lot of the characters that, you know, okay. Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel getting introduced in the last, within the last decade, already becoming big figures in multimedia properties. Kind of shout out to all those creators, even though they're probably not getting commented fairly for the creations because it's, you know, oh. when you work for Marvel DC, it's work for hire and those yeah. uh, gigantic companies own the characters, but a lot of great work being put into building this uh, universe outside of just the characters that were created, you know, now, 70, 70 years ago or whatever it is. What are you, what are you anticipating from the God Butcher? Like from what you read and what you've seen, like what's going to be, I think he's going to have a long history with Thor that we we were unaware of. Like they've okay. they've uh, squared off in the past. Yeah. Uh, and Thor thinks he was dead or something like that. Yeah. Because I saw in the preview, I saw when they were talking about um, telling the story. I do feel like that's the arc they're going for too. Is that we're going to find out eventually that him and Thor have a long history. I just worry they're jumping it up and there's too much going on at once is my concern. Yeah. And it's only, it it's, like, like, it's a shade under two hours. I'm not someone who wants a movie to be three hours, but uh, I, I thought that with the Doctor Strange movie, another movie that was just about two hours, uh, just too much at once. It's uh, backfiring. And I, I talked about it on Twitter a little bit the other day and I'm still super excited. I, I still think there's a chance the movie just, you know, wows me too, but a little, you know, pessimistic given that I was a little, lukewarm one doctor strange and i think the success of infinity war and yep. no way home with throwing a million characters at once worked but yep. those were both three-hour movies and you're now doing it you're cutting the movie in third a third of the movie yeah, i'm trying to do it now. like I, I hope this doesn't um i'm hoping this doesn't or i feel like this might lean more toward a, a ragnarok where like there's a ton going on and it's like super bright and super Zany you know, and zany and rainbowy. I, I I thought Riding Rock was super cool. Um, yeah, we we rewatched the uh, Thor movies, and last night we did Infinity War. We're watching like the Avengers and Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy movies since they're all going to be featured in this. And like tonight yep. we'll watch Endgame, and that's like the last we've seen of Thor before yeah. this. Before this, yeah. Got some Cat Dennings in there. We need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I love um I thought Thor was great in game. I, I also think that uh I think that that was for me also the first time I've seen him kind of vulnerable, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. so I think that was cool that it's hard to do with a character who's been in you know speculative fiction for thousands right. of years. Like right. like a thousand years, I guess. Right. And like I, I so I think that it was this is this is weird, but I didn't real. I think it took me until Infinity Wars to realize just how much power he wielded 
like as opposed to the other Avengers. Like I feel like when he came back with um Stormbreaker, yeah, that like they were all like, oh thank God. Like you like you, the relief on our faces was like, all right, now we might actually win this thing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it wasn't like Cat or Black Panther or any or any rest of them was like Dude, if we if we don't have Thor, like we don't if we don't have our center, we're done. You know, like so, like I think that it was cool to see, because um, he's always he's always been my favorite yeah. character. Um, so I, I think it's been really cool to see just what kind of art he's been given, and, and like I think this will be really cool. I don't I, I think that people should, I think people should expect. Like I said, more of a Ragnaroki type zany. There'll be. I think some- it's going to be like a little messy, but I'm yeah. someone who really likes kind of. It sounds weird, like messy art, whether it's music or television yeah. shows or movies. When like you're trying a million things and maybe they don't all execute, but yeah. you're shooting for the stars. I really like that. Like I yeah. think uh, the album I always think of is uh, "Life of Pablo" uh, by Kanye. The yes. album that was doing trying way too much, but like it, it might, it's probably the Kanye album I've listened to most in my life at the same time. Yeah, I still listen to Life of Pablo, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Life of Pablo. Um, so I, I, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. It's like, if you enjoy kind of, if you enjoy the artist. Like White Album by the Beatles, just throwing yeah. a thousand things at once at you. So we'll like, see. People are like, look, we're just going to try this. Let us know what you think. I love that. Yeah. All right. I'll be having, for the listeners out there, I will have a review of Thor uh, Love and Thunder. Will be out, should be out Saturday on phillyvoice.com. So you can be checking, check out that there. I'll be writing it uh, Friday night post-movie. Should be, should be entertaining. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Anything else, bro? Newsletter? Plug it. Newsletter. RicksyRickySanchez.com slash newsletter. We go out every Thursday. Former host, Seamus um, Clancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have our... Um, Right this week we did our kind of that was awesome movie. that you guys got him yeah 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 that was great um, shout out to to him great super super nice guy um, seems it basketball Paul last week another really cool guy a guy who who we really 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 want to root for um, and again you know BB is just he's terrific very awesome guy so there's a couple of, couple more special guests they have in the works um, and then next thing you know dude we're in training camp I mean it's, it's already July we only have. <laughs> you know, another month and a half before a training camp starts. So it's a 24-7 news cycle with the lead, uh, like we just talked about. So, uh, but yeah, man, RicksyRickySanchez.com slash newsletter. We're out every week. Um, some good stuff coming. Going from me as the guest slash co-host to B-Ball <laughs> Hall and Brett Brown is a really rough look for me. <laughs> like, like, the, like the local band that... Uh, gets thrown on the bill as like the opener when like everyone is just sitting there like drinking a beer and like scrolling on their phone. That was me. Yeah, it's like yo, like you're first, and then we're gonna follow you up with Nas. Like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They just got like some bell robber from North Philly to open up Nas with the TLA or something like that. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Y'all been great. Yeah. All right, that's it for me. Should I follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. You can follow Zoe on our Twitter tweets underscore by underscore Zoe. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you already follow us on there, but got to yeah, plug yeah. it. And as I said, I'm the deputy sports editor of phillyvoice.com, putting tons of content on there, Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, everything in between. Some pop culture stuff too. I think I'll be doing a review of Miss Marvel once the series finishes next uh, Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. I'm always kind of being the, oh, yeah. the, uh, the odd sports stadium food and <laughs> pop culture uh, nerd culture correspondent too so check out my work there. 
Yeah, All right. Yeah. Talk to you. All right, brother. Talk to you.